Ignition sequence start. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. They're going to go nuts when he hits this thing. Liftoff. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome into another episode of Take It to the Tips. I am your one of your co-hosts, Matt, and Jeff is with me as well. What's up, Jeff? What's going on? How's your week so far? Oh, it's it's going. I got two rounds of golf in the last three days, so that's sick. Nice. Um, you play golf over the weekend, right? I did. Nice. Yeah, it was, a, it was a scramble, so it was more. It was oh, fun. Okay. It was fun. Nice. Yeah, I got I, to play my uh, I got to play my Titleist irons twice. Ooh. because i uh i hit driver wedge every other hole so that <laughs> nice sucked. that sucked bomber over here yeah i uh i played i play at a course that we play like once every year i shot a 90 it wasn't great mm. but the main problem you know how i was saying that like i didn't have a two-way miss <laughs> well i did so i thought i had to figure it out like i thought i had the fade going and then i didn't and then i was just missing left and right it's not great but you then i played again today hook. what was that did you get rid of that duck hook i did so that that was positive like i was making good contact it's just i didn't have like a consistent swing but then yeah. today i played again and i just had like a consistent fade all day i only played nine but it was it was good. Only mm-hmm. had 15 putts today. It was, wow. it was nice. Yeah. Oh, you played nine. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Other, otherwise, <laughs> chipping in, you know, not that good. But all right. So get into it a little bit. So if you tuned in last week, we broke down both of our golf games, introduced Jeff as a permanent, permanent co-host of the show. And then this week, we're essentially going to dive into our first injury show, breaking down the elbow. Before we get into that, got to do the socials, you know? Uh, yes. So for me, Facebook, YouTube, DM golf, Twitter at Doc Marags, and then IG and TikTok. Every time I say it, I just got to laugh. IG and TikTok are at Doc Marags Golf. And then Jeff, where are you at? At Jeff Kurtz DPT on Twitter. Boom. All right. So let's dive into the show. Today, we'll be talking about golfer's elbow and tennis elbow, uh, which is more prevalent. Jeff is going to have some good stats towards the end of the show on the prevalence of both. Diving in first to golfer's elbow, because we're a golf show, but Mm -hmm. tennis elbow is a big thing too, which we'll find out. So what is golfer's elbow? So the anatomical name um, in the biz, I guess you could say, uh, medial, what? Do it. Drop it. Medial epicondylalgia. All right. So it's a big word basically just for golfer's elbow. You don't need to know what it means. But essentially, it's just a golfer or anybody really developing pain on the inside of their elbow. So you think about it. If you put your arm out straight, palm up, it's going to be just down from the bony part of your elbow on the inside of your elbow. That's kind of where all the muscles attach at. Uh, Those muscles are responsible for things like bring your hands and finger and wrist towards the elbow again if you're doing palm up as well as turning your palm down so palm up again turn it over some of those muscles are responsible for that as well so looking at the mechanism of injury for that so we have a couple different ones so there's overuse non-traumatic there's traumatic and then there's some other stuff that jeff's going to break down so 
typically when you see like an overuse injury or a non-traumatic mechanism of this type of injury, what are we typically looking at, Jeff? Yeah, so typically it's an overuse injury in golfers. Um, You know, we're talking traumatic if, you know, all of a sudden you feel, you know, if if you ever see somebody tear their bicep, that would be traumatic. Um, Somebody tear their ACL, that's traumatic. So this is more of an overuse injury as are most muscle strains, tendon, uh, tendon strains, tendinopathies, if you will. Um, so especially in golfers, it's usually an overuse injury. That just means they've been golfing too much or they've been doing one thing too much. Um, we'll see people get pain if they're, if they're carrying objects as well, um, cause those muscles will help a little bit with your grip yeah. in golfers. You typically, typically, typically see this on the trailing arm. That would be the back arm. So for a righty, it would be a right hand, the, the right arm for a lefty like myself, it would be the left arm. Now, there's a few reasons that you can get this. In novel golfers, you know, you and I, the amateurs, usually we get these injuries because we're doing something wrong, right? So we're overusing arm because we, our mechanics are off. There's two things that can often happen that lead to that. It's called casting is one or over the top. These are both swing characteristics that are identified by the the Titleist Performance Institute. and they actually have to do with more so the backswing. So um, although downswing is over the top, so that's where your hands kind of come over and you kind of lose your, your swing plane, which you've talked about before. And then you can start to put excess stress on those muscles. So um, generally what happens is once you get back to the golf ball, your hands get back to the golf ball, your hands are generally, um, you know, your lead wrist is more, cocked so that your hands brought into your elbow. You know, we talk about um, wrist flexion. That's something you had mentioned. So usually that's an overuse of those muscles. So if you're getting pain in your wrist or in your elbow, you should really go see a golf coach because usually it's, it's not your, it's not your wrists that are the problem. It's usually your swing plane or your shoulders or, or however you're bringing your, your, hands back to the ball. So go see a swing coach after you get the pain taken care of by a PT, by an OT, anybody. Um, but usually it's a, it's a swing mechanism injury in, in the amateur golfers. For sure. And then, yeah, I was just thinking more, uh, so typically, like you said, it's going to be overuse non-traumatic injury. I was just thinking more for the traumatic stuff. If you were like, so like us weekend hacks, if you're like out in the woods, you're hitting balls in the woods. If you were to say swing it out of the woods, like catch a root, like real hard with like mm-hmm. big time deceleration there. And you don't know it's there. That's a potential traumatic cause of injury. But a lot of times if that's going to happen, you're also going to have other injuries associated with it. Something like your UCL in the elbow. Um, so there's typically more stuff going on there if it were to be a traumatic injury, but yeah, like Jeff said, it's most of the time going to be an overuse type of injury just because of the mechanics of your golf swing are often you're compensating essentially with those wrist flexor muscles, those pronators, um, and you're giving, getting that pain. Exactly. If, if you have a traumatic, uh, golfer's elbow, the golfer's elbow is probably the least of your problems. You probably have some sort of ligament issue that <laughs> you got to take yeah. care of first. For sure. Um, so getting into the treatment of this a little bit, so I'll just break it down what I got. And then Jeff, let us know what you got as well. So big thing, what it always is with these types of injuries is first thing you want to do is really just kind of calm it down, 
Um, if you're in pain, you're, you're not going to want to, as a physical therapist, we're not going to want to rile it up, make it any worse. So our big thing initially is find some pain-free uh, activities that we can do, whether it be just icing it, resting it, light, soft tissue work, um, light stretching, isometrics, stuff like that, just to get the muscles going a little bit, but not make anything worse, make them more irritable. As we progress down the road a little bit, some light stretching continues, strengthening soft tissue stuff as well, slowly resuming some regular golf activity. And then I think at this point, probably that's once you're getting more into your golf specific stuff, that's when you want to get more into like swing adjustments, whether it be just with a golf pro or, or working with a physical therapist and the golf pro, especially a TPI certified clinician like yourself. And in addition to that, there's stuff like bracing that can help. Um, but one thing I remember this from school is that injections for it are no bueno and they just no, typically no. have poor uh, long-term outcomes. So that's kind of, it's kind of where I'm thinking my big um, treatment suggestions there. What do you got there, Jeff? Yeah. Uh, avoid the multiple injections. According to research, one isn't going to do too much in terms of negative, you know, negative issues. But if you get multiple injections in any part of your body, that's going to start to break down soft tissue and, and could leave you susceptible to more injury. So if you can avoid it, if you're going to get it, it's so that you can do all of your strength and stretching afterwards. It's not an injection is never just a one-time fix. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think you covered it well. Generally, it takes six to eight weeks for muscle tendon issues to completely go away, though I've seen people feel generally better in four weeks. And it's important to remember that you're not 100% back. There's no physiological way that your body can recover in less than six to eight weeks for soft tissue. So you can certainly go back to golf, but understand that you're not back at 100% yet and you're still, still recovering. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's where the interplay between having a TPI certified clinician like yourself or eventually myself and working with your golf pro as well, having that good combination and knowing and having that kind of connection between the golf pro and the physical therapist to make sure you're both on the same page of the player, not doing too much, but also eventually get getting back into that golf game. Um, So then diving back into that return of play, I think this is both this and tennis elbow, they're injuries that they can potentially flare up again down the road. So load management load management is definitely uh, key and something we need to work on and really get our patients to understand what some just kind of key takeaways from therapy that they can use down the road to eventually manage this themselves, because we're not always going to be there. So we can, you can always come in. We'll always be there. Yeah. The issue with these soft tissue issues with, with any sort of tendinopathy is that people just jump right in. They usually go from zero to a hundred, you know, if somebody has pain and they're a runner, they'll tell you, you know, I was, I wasn't running. And then I started running 40 miles a week. Well, it's the same thing with golf. If somebody all of a sudden gets this really nice country club membership and all of a sudden they're golfing five times a week. And that's when they start to experience this pain. Um, the hardest thing as a physical therapist personally is, you know, I get all these people that want to play through some of the discomfort. So yeah, you can do it it might prolong how long you're dealing with this, but you can certainly rehab while you're also continuing to play. That's something that you should determine with your physical therapist or practitioner, not just decide it on your own, whether it's, it's possible because you could make this thing worse. 
that's where we start to get into chronic pain and that's a, an entirely different topic. Yeah, absolutely. Like golf is the reason we play golf and the reason everybody plays golf forever is because it is, is a game that you can't play forever. And by taking injuries, like, ah, it's not too bad. You let it get worse. It's like, yeah, I can still play through it. And then you let it get worse and worse and worse. And eventually you're losing half the golf season because you wouldn't just let like a month, month and a half injury, just calm down a little bit. So yeah, or you do weird things with your your swing to try to compensate and not put stress on that that medial epicondyle. And now all of a sudden you're dealing with shoulder pain or back pain. Yep. And now you've got a bigger problem. Exactly. Anything else you got on uh, golfer's elbow? No, that's it. All right, perfect. So then let's jump into tennis elbow. So same thing, I'll break it down, go into mechanism of injury, and then Jeff has some fun stats on tennis elbow. So we'll go from there. So what is it? So I think tennis elbow, it's going to be the same thing, except now lateral epicondylalgia. So golfer, they develop pain on the outside of their elbow. So with this one, put your palm down, go same thing, except on the outside of your elbow, just down. You got a bunch of stuff up there, make a fist, and you're going to feel some of those muscles tense up. That's right where all those muscles insert and where you're typically going to get most of that pain. For this one, like Jeff said, it was the trail elbow in a righty, but for this one, it's going to be the lead elbow in the um, in a right-handed golfer, right, Jeff? Correct. Yes. yes. Yeah. So typically, it's the lead elbow. Um, there's a few reasons again for the amateur golfer. It's usually a swing mechanic issue. Uh, the two big uh, swing mechanic characteristics that we see would be called cupping the wrist. That's when at the top of your backswing, you kind of get in that wrist cocked in the opposite direction now. Um, palm down, pull your wrist up towards your elbow. That's that's the position that you're usually going to get stuck in where you're going to put excess stress on the outside of your elbow. The other one is chicken winging. That's where you start your follow through and your elbow and shoulder kind of keep going and you kind of look like a chicken wing. You can look all these up on, you know, Google Images, YouTube. You'll you'll see what it looks like. Um, so that can start to lead to putting more stress on the front, um, the the lead elbow. For sure. And yeah, when you th what I also think about with this is like a golfer that. So your wrist extensors, which is what these muscles are, and they attach up to that area just down from the elbow on the outside. So I think about this with a, a golfer that's kind of really gripping the hell out of their club. Um, so in addition to other areas that you could have problems at, really when you're gripping it like as hard as you can, which you don't need to do at all with the golf swing, that, so you think about it, make a, make a fist, you're going to grip it, your wrist is kind of automatically going to go into a little bit of extension and go to your thumb side a little bit. So that is just going to activate all those muscles. And the more you grip and grip and grip, especially if you similar to golfer's elbow, if you get back into golf real quick, you go to the driving range, hit hundred balls. It's it was 70 degrees today. You do that five days in a row. You might have a little pain in that area, especially if you're just gripping the hell out of your club. Um, so yeah, that's don't grip too hard, essentially. Yeah. And we'll discuss towards the end of the podcast grip specifically, because I think there's a few things that, that we can take away if we compare ourselves to the pros, but we'll sure. get to that. Yes. So then looking at mechanism of injury here, I think it's going to be essentially same thing, same kind of thing here, Jeff, overuse injuries. Um, 
just like we talked about golfer's elbow, anything else really they can think of there? No, no. I think once we get into comparing and contrasting, we get a little bit more interesting stuff. So yep. let's talk about the treatment. Yep. Yeah. So get into that again, similar, similar stuff, but there's some more data on tennis elbow treatment versus golfer's elbow treatment. Uh, and the one that I specifically remember and we worked on a lot in school is manual treatment with uh, a lateral glide while they're doing gripping. So you think about it, if you're a patient, you're laying on the table, you're going to make that gripping motion, whether you're holding a dumbbell, you're holding a grip dynamometer, which just measures your grip strength. And then the therapist is going to essentially glide your, glide your lower bones, I guess you can say. Uh, so your uh, radius and ulna, bottom part of the elbow, we're going to glide them out away from you. Um, and this typically, there's some good research on this that has that shows improvement in pain almost immediately uh, with, with any type of, whether it's a golfer or just somebody coming in uh, for lateral epicondylalgia. So that's, that's one thing I remember that has some good data on it and that helps people out quite a bit. Yeah, I, I will use that a lot with golfers that have, or, or anybody that has pain with specifically gripping. Um, you know, it's more common in tennis elbow to get pain with gripping. Um, and I'd like to mention that a lot of times people will either get pain in the muscle belly or right on the insertion point, right on the bone. And that's common with both tennis elbow and golfer's elbow. So just because you don't have pain necessarily on that bone, you can still get pain in the, in the, uh, the muscle belly. And a lot of times it'll move. It doesn't necessarily mean it's getting better or worse. It's just, it's, it's two different issues. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's one of the treatments we'll use for, for tennis and golfer's elbow. Um, another one that you mentioned, and I've seen you do videos on it, is some of the Graston technique or instrument-assisted soft tissue massage. Think of taking a knife or a spoon and just grinding the heck out of some muscle or tendon. Um, it promotes blood flow to the area. That's really the big thing it does. It doesn't, according to research, break up any of the scar tissue or muscle fibers that you'll hear some people say, according to research, doesn't do that. It's going to do some sort of, of pain modulation. Um, it's kind of like ice and heat. It's not going to help you get better faster necessarily, but it certainly can help with pain relief. The big thing that you want to treat these two injuries with is strengthening and stretching once things have calmed down after the acute pain mm -hmm. phase. Yeah, exactly. And some of those things like uh, soft tissue massages or manual therapy, they're also adjuncts as ways to allow you to participate more in some of these treatment sessions with your physical therapist. So if your elbow is kind of too lit up, as soon as you come in to really get anything, we could try out a little light stretching, try out some strengthening. If we're not really able to do it, then we can work on the area a little bit, see if we calm it down to allow for uh, more participation in the session and really um, get you going on on some of the necessary activities that we need to work on to uh, get you better. Mm -hmm. But yeah, besides that, any kind of treatment and return to play, it's it's going to be similar to golfer's elbow. Anything else you got on tennis elbow? Not tennis elbow specifically. Uh -huh. um, anytime you're treating muscle and tendon issues, I do encourage my patients to feel a two or three out of 10 in terms of discomfort or soreness. If you're not feeling that two or three out of 10, you're probably not doing enough to make tissue change. You're probably not stressing those muscles enough 
what I do tell people is we want to avoid that five or six out of 10, that sharp pain that you'll get, but some dull achy soreness is exactly what I'm looking for. So, um, you know, it's, it's a fine line to dance here. Um, but you know, you got to move towards strengthening a lot of these issues, you know, it, let's say you want to golf five times a week. There's nothing wrong with that, but it just means that your muscles and tendons aren't where they have to be in order for you to do that. So you've got to work on the strength. Mm-hmm. Um, after you get you know pain relief yep yeah so whether it be any of these elbow issues whether it be your shoulder your back like jeff just said golfing five times a week is not a problem if you're doing it correctly especially coming out of the off season you don't want to jump right into it it's all about load management slowly progressing the body allowing it to get accustomed to it and that's where we can come in as, along with your um a golf professional if needed to help you get your body and your swing ready to if you could play five times a week, good for you. Uh, I'd love to do that, but that's, that's not in the cars right now. I'm retiring when I can do that. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's not retiring. For sure. Uh, so we kind of broke down what both golfers and tennis elbow are, mechanism of injuries, treatments, return to play. So now let's compare and contrast the two. So Jeff, what do you got for us on that? So again, most common cause of pain in professionals is overuse. You know, these guys are, are, or gals are golfing multiple times a day, seven days a week. Um, We actually see that these things happen more frequently when golfers go to different areas where the ground is actually harder and they have to swing with their hands excessively in front of the ball to kind of, because it can't take as big of a divot. So think about areas like the UK or, you know, let's say, like you said, you go and hit 300 balls off of a, one of those turf mats, you know, you're going to have to kind of compensate and bring your hands forward. When you bring your hands forward at the impact of, of the golf ball, you're putting more stress on the lead medial epicondyle or, or the, I'm sorry, the, the trail of medial epicondyle, the lead lateral epicondyle. So we actually see that golfers, especially professionals, will hurt themselves after they golf um, where the ground is hard. The most common cause in amateurs, like I said earlier, is a swing mechanic issue. So that's, if you're starting to get those issues, then then you may have, you know, shoulder dysfunction or upper back dysfunction. That's kind of leading to your, your elbow or wrist pain. I will say that I don't believe that people usually hurt their elbows or wrists because they have a swing fault at their elbow or wrist. They usually hurt their elbow or wrist because they have a swing fault up the chain, whether it's, you know, shoulders, thoracic spine, Um, pelvis, anything like that. So don't just say, you know, I've got elbow pain. I must be doing something crazy with my wrist. You could be, you know, up the chain a little bit. Um, Yeah. You want to add something? Yeah. I was going to say like, that just goes into the video I did uh, about a month ago now, when I just broke down the general swing mechanics of the golf swing. So all of these parts, so whether it be your pelvis, your back, your thoracic spine, shoulders, hands, elbows, whatever, it all works in a chain. So if something along that chain or multiple things along that chain are not working well, it can cause problems either upstream or downstream. Um, So just because like you said, if there's something going on, the elbow doesn't mean it's just an elbow problem. More than likely there's something else going on upstream, whether it be the shoulders, your T-spine, the pelvis, something like that, that's really giving you the problem versus just at the elbow. Yeah. You see that a lot in throwers as well. You know, people hurt their elbows, not because of their elbow necessarily, but because of their shoulder. Yep. 
for that reason, anytime that I treat one of these um, individuals that's dealing with these, these diagnoses, I'll usually work their shoulders, um, their scapular stability, because they're probably putting excess stress on their elbows, um, either during day-to-day -day activities or during golf. So that's, that's usually something I'll cover with the, with those people as well. For sure. And then looking at, looking at tennis and golfers elbow more specifically, which one is more common? Tennis elbow is more common in golfers than golfers elbow. It's not even close. It's actually, you know, a four to one ratio in terms of tennis to golf golfers elbow. Sometimes it's even up to seven to one that it's more common. So, you know, it's kind of sounds silly, but tennis elbow is much more common than golfers elbow. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. Anything else you got on kind of comparing and contrasting the two? No, not really. Uh, the treatment's pretty much the same. Yep. Yep. Let it down and load it back up. Absolutely. So pretty much key takeaways for you, uh, the listener, the golfer. So what we want to do with your rehab and recovery, like just like Jeff just said, we want to calm it down and slowly build it back up with the guidance of your clinician, preferably a physical therapist or a TPI certified clinician, just somebody that has that golf background and really knows how to get you back into golf and work on your swing. And then eventually, if need be, uh, go to your golf coach for some swing modifications, which brings me to my next point is general day-to-day um, -day modifications. It doesn't just have to be golf. So if you have a job that caused you to do a lot of gripping, this can be a problem too. Another way that a physical therapist can help you is working on some of your job and work ergonomics to help you both in work and in your golf game. And then for prevention, just looking at self-management techniques that you will learn if you are with myself or with Jeff, we're going to give you basically ways that you can prevent, not prevent, but if you have a flare up of whether it be tennis elbow, golfer's elbow, you're going to have strategies that you're like, Oh, I remember what Jeff told me. I remember what Matt told me. I can kind of fix this myself, which is our goal. We want you to be independent with, with your body and know how to treat your body. And that's kind of what we do as physical therapists. Our goal is to put ourselves out of business essentially. Um, I so the more, that far. <laughs> but yeah, but people I are always going to be hurt. Yeah. I don't but want anybody to lie on me. I don't feel like, I don't want them to feel like, you know, every time they have some flare up, they have to come see me. So yeah, yeah it, it's all about education and understanding what your body's telling you. Pain is never a normal stimulus during a golf swing. You shouldn't be experiencing pain. If you feel like it's something you can manage on your own, by all means, try it. But you shouldn't be experiencing pain during a golf swing. If you're experiencing pain, your body is telling you something. It means that something's wrong and it needs to be addressed. So, you know, reach out and find somebody that can help you with that. Some of the other pre prevention strategies, you know, I'd like to talk about would be the importance of grip strength. You had mentioned it briefly there that you don't want to be gripping the crap out of the golf swing, uh, out of the golf club. Generally, you know, pro golf pro professionals were asked how much in terms of zero to hundred percent, how hard they grip the golf swing. They said 50 to 60%. So, you know, it's think if you grip as hard as you can, and if you just open your hand up, it's right in the middle somewhere. Now, when we talk about grip strength for a professional, their grip strength at a lot of times is 160 pounds to 200 pounds, 210 pounds. Um, 
Matt had mentioned a, a grip a hand dynamometer. It's basically just seeing how strong your grip is. I do one, uh, I've, I've checked my grip strength at the one that we have at our clinic. It's hundred pounds, 105 pounds. Weak. Yeah, it's probably a little <laughs> weak, but uh, you know, somebody I work with has 150 pounds. So it's still a lot less than what the professional golfers have. Now, if there's, you know, gripping at 50 to 60% of 160 to 200 pounds, that's probably about 90 pounds of grip strength that they have to put on that golf club. If I want to achieve 90 pounds of grip strength on the golf club, I have to do that using 90% of my grip power. So that's the big difference is that these guys are, are, or gals are gripping the golf club at 90 pounds which is 50% of their, their grip strength, but you and I might have to grip it at 80 to 90%. And now you start to put more stress on the outside and inside of your elbow. So the best way to improve your grip strength for your golf game is to just carry heavy things, pick up heavy, heavy weights. Um, you know, sure you can do stress balls and everything or those hand crunchers, but according to research, the best thing you can do is lift heavy weights. So just pick up a 50 pound dumbbell and walk around the room with it. Mm -hmm. um, that can certainly start to help that grip strength, help your golf swing. Um, nobody looks at their hands enough for the golf swing. So, so that would be my piece of, uh, piece of advice for avoiding these injuries. Yeah, absolutely. And even, even like you said, not just squeezing a stress ball 24 seven or at night or while you're at your job, but picking up something like a 50 pound dumbbell and walking around with it, that's not only going to help you with your grip strength, that's going to help you with your lower extremity strength, uh, your core strength. So it's going to help you just thinking about picking up one dumbbell is going to help you in so many other areas than just the grip strength instead of just squeezing a ball all day long. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's, you got anything else on the elbows? No. I mean, how much can you really talk about an elbow? Absolutely. Yeah. So tennis elbow, golfer's elbow broken down first injury topic of the history of the show elbows, fun stuff. But next show, the plan is to discuss speed training a little bit. Now we're not going to teach you how to develop speed training or bring it into your game, at least not yet, but we want to just kind of let you know, cautionary tales, essentially. So if your body is not ready for it and you buy speed sticks or you buy a speed trainer, which I actually just purchased myself off Amazon, there's no, it doesn't say any, so I just bought it myself and it doesn't say anything on it other than speed. It doesn't tell you how to do it. There's little arrows that tell you how to line up your grip, but it's just like a two pound um, swing trainer and basically just wants you to swing it as hard as you can. Go so that's it. great if your body is set up for that, if your back is strong enough, if your core is strong enough, if your lower extremity is strong enough to all of a sudden accept all that weight. Because if you're adding this into your program, and I'm not going to give away too much, but if you're adding this into your program and you're just swinging 10 times as hard as you possibly can, five days a week, it goes back into what we were saying with the elbow or anything, really. If you overdo it too fast, too soon, you're going to have problems. So that's what we're going to do next week a little bit. What do you think there, bud? Looking forward to it. Yep. Sick. All right. So thank you for joining us. Uh, always a pleasure. Make sure you follow us on our golf journey. If you have any questions or if you're in Jeff's area down in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, if you're in my area, Northeast Pennsylvania, Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, feel free to reach out to us. Jeff is, what are you at, Jeff, on Twitter? I forget. At Jeff Kurtz, DPT. Yes. Also, you work at Kinetic. Kinetic Physical Therapy. We've got five locations. 
you can give me a call. I'm at the Collegeville location right now. I've got a golf net set up. I use uh, V1 Sports, which is a high speed camera um, app that you can that I can break down your swing for you. Um, so I'm always happy to to work with my golfers there. Sure. And then my socials. I'll read them off again. Facebook, YouTube, DM Golf, Twitter, at Doc Marags, IG and TikTok, at Doc Marags Golf. That's all I got. Hope you enjoy the show. We'll be back next week to discuss swing training and speed training. That's about it. Ignition all right. Sequence Peace, guys. Start. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. They're going to go nuts when he hits this thing. Lift off.